Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Jordan Younger, your host of the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. Here we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, wellness, motherhood, channeling, aliens, and so much more. We have deep conversations. We go to other realms. It's a lot of fun. So stick around. Let's dive on in. I cannot wait to connect. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Younger, and I'm so happy that you're here. I am thrilled about today's guest, and I cannot say his name enough because obviously my son's name is Atticus, and it is so fun to talk to another Atticus in the world. Today on the podcast, we have Atticus Poetry. You may know him from his wildly popular Instagram account where he has 1.6 million followers, or perhaps you know him from being a three times New York Times bestselling author. And he has his fourth book out now called LVOE, which is his play on the word love and the imperfections of all things that love is, which we talk about in this episode. I'm personally so excited about this conversation for so many reasons. Number one, I've been following Atticus Poetry on Instagram since the beginning of his career, which was right around the beginning of my career. And we have always supported each other and followed each other and just had this kinship over the internet. And if you don't follow Atticus the Poet, then you might not know that he has an incognito personality. So nobody knows who he really is. No one knows his real name or who the person behind the poetry account or the poetry books is. And I had such an interesting and amazing, fascinating turn of events happen when a couple years into following Atticus, I ended up finding out that he was dating a friend of mine from college, which just feels like the smallest world possible. So I have had the privilege of knowing who this person is in real life, but also, of course, respecting his privacy. And I really love what he said about fame in this episode, which is that no fame could be the new fame. And just because we don't know who he is per se on the world stage doesn't mean that he's not making a huge impact. And he didn't want to get into this field or this artistic creation for being known. He wanted to do it for the art. And I think that is a lost art in this society with the world of social media. Everybody just wants to be famous. And when you find the people who want to actually create for the sake of contributing art to the world and making the world a better place and for the sake of 
getting their own creative juices flowing and out into the world rather than to be known, to be famous, to be on TV, all of those things. I think that's something special. And Atticus and I have so much in common, as you'll hear in this episode. We talk about everything from stoic philosophy to Eminem, and we both love Eminem, to all of his favorite poets. And we talk about astrology, human design, although we still need to find out his human design. And his fiance was in the room. So although she wasn't part of the conversation, you might feel that type of energy that we had flowing in the room, which was just so conversational. And he's so easy to talk to. I mean, we could talk four days and I got to pick his brain about writer's block and his tips for creativity and keeping creativity flowing. I mean, he is a four times author and a three times New York Times bestselling author. And he was just with the Dalai Lama. He was invited to be with the Dalai Lama to talk about art. And if that's not a sign of success, then I don't know what is. So I cannot wait for you guys to dive into this conversation. I love Atticus. And also we talked a little bit more about my son, Atticus's name, why I chose the name, etc., which is something that we get asked all the time. So let's dive into this episode with Atticus. Follow him on Atticus Poetry. Check out his new book, LVOE. Buy it for a friend, a lover. It's always so nice to give books and receive poetry books. And also, I just feel like the world of reading, we can never lose the world of reading and the world of writing, even though our life is so fast paced now and there's so much to do with social media. Let's never, ever give up on the art of books and poetry. So without further ado, let's get into this conversation with my friend Atticus the Poet. Atticus, I love saying that name out loud to someone other than my son. (laughs) I'm so happy that you're here. I know. It's good to see you again. It's so good to see you again. I know. It's been a minute, even though I'm, you know, elephant in the room, I'm wearing a mask. Elephant in the room, you're wearing a mask. (laughs) Let's tell everybody, for the people who can't see us right now, some people will see us on Instagram and video, but for people who are listening, tell us about the mask situation. Yeah. I mean, it, it is... You know, when I first started writing poetry, it was probably seven years ago now, I decided I wanted to do it anonymously. I thought it was important and, you know, just transparently and and not to like jump right into it, but I I actually lost a, I lost a close friend and to what I would say were the complications of being famous. And, you know, it was just important to me that if, if I was going to do this, I wanted to keep the, the kind of art and fame separated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you really have. I've tried. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I've been a fan of Atticus, the poetry account and books since the very beginning of everything that you do. And then I had the coolest experience happen where I later learned who you were because I also went to college with your fiance, your wife to be. I mean, such a small world. It is. And so I've always, I've been in this space now, as I'm sure other people who are close to you and know you have been of like, oh, I know this person (laughs) and I see this incredible work that he's doing in the world. And I have so much respect because a lot of people are in it for the fame and some people are in it for the art and i have so much respect i think it's really impressive thank you so much no i've 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 so appreciated your support from the very very beginning i mean you're like one of the og fans i'm an og fan (laughs) i'm a poetry lover i'm a book lover and i want to talk to you all about that and what you've been reading lately and what's been inspiring you because 
You are a three times best-selling author and you have a new book coming out. I do, yeah. It's it's called LVOE, which is of course love spelt wrong and the whole kind of idea behind that was that love's imperfect. Mm-hmm. And it's up to us to kind of see past that and and see the beauty in it. Yeah. Something I was wondering as I know that you are recently engaged, getting married soon. <laughs> how does that play into the poetry process? Do you find yourself writing more about love or does it really correlate with what's going on with your life? Yeah. I mean, you know, I've always, and we talked about this a little bit last time, but you know, I, I always draw from my life experiences mm-hmm. and what's going on in my life. And, you know, I've been so blessed to find a partner that has really kind of rewritten the definition I feel of love. And, you know, that's just been a wonderful thing to draw from for 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 poetry. It's just mm-hmm. brought out really what I would say is like really positive poetry. And, you know, I, if you've read the the last three books, they were kind of in the in the chaos of love more than anything. Mm-hmm. And a lot of sadness and kind of dealing with that sadness. And this one I would say is is in the light. Yeah. I can't wait to read it. I yeah, I I'll send you a copy for sure. What is the definition of love to you now? Oh wow. That's I know it's a big power thing. question. I I would say, you know, I, I really think that that I designed a, a wedding ring for my partner and it's two stones on a gold band. And they're different stones and they together make a imperfect heart. And you know, that that was kind of the spawning of the that title as well, like L V O E. And so my definition is two imperfect things coming together to make something beautiful. I love that so much. I agree. And I feel that way too. Love really is imperfect. And I always say that Jonathan is perfect for me. And people will ask, how do you find that perfect relationship? And I'm just like, no, there's no perfect relationship. But I do believe we can be perfect for each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Guys, let's talk about my favorite brand, Symbiotica. So I don't say that lightly. Symbiotica is everything to me. I'm obsessed with all things Symbiotica. I love the founder, Shervine. He has personally helped me so much with my health and healing, especially with the recent flare-ups that I have been having. So let's talk about what Symbiotica is. It is a health supplement company designing sophisticated formulations that are scientifically proven to increase vitality and longevity by filling nutritional gaps that result from our modern day diet. They are the highest quality bioavailable ingredients and the most advanced delivery system. So you've probably seen them all over Instagram because they are having a moment. Their super greens and their liposomal vitamin C are two of their most popular products, but I'm going to tell you about a product that is a little more under the radar. At least I haven't seen as many people posting about it, and that is their charcoal. I love to take charcoal because my digestion can be a little slow. And also I know that because I have all these rashes and skin problems that that means that I have a lot internally that I need to detox. So I've been taking the charcoal every night and I have to say I have seen really good results. My digestion is clearing up and my skin is slowly getting better as well. 
So I'm obsessed with Symbiotica. You can also take their online quiz to figure out the best supplements for your specific health goals. It is perfect for anyone who's trying to elevate their health and wellness. It is a lifestyle and not a trend. And we have a special deal for you. Use the code BALANCED on Symbiotica.com for 15% off site-wide or create your custom bundle and get up to 45% off. So that is balanced at symbiotica.com and you can find the link in the show notes. Do you want to start a company but have no idea where to begin? Or do you have dreams of becoming an influencer? Well, the Life with Mariana podcast is here to help. I'm Mariana Hewitt, a Los Angeles-based influencer and co-founder of the Clean Skincare line, Summer Fridays. Each Tuesday, I'm talking to my friends from business owners, wellness experts, and more to share all of their best advice for you to live your best life. Make sure to tune in and subscribe to my podcast and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what's coming up each week so you don't miss an episode. Well, I'm excited for this poetry book. (laughs) And also we have to talk about the name Atticus. Oh, yeah. And we talked about this a little bit last time, but this was like four years ago or Mm -hmm. more that you were last on the show. And I remember telling you on recording, I'm going to name my first son Atticus. And then it was this whole mystery with my audience, what I was going to name my child. Yeah. And only one person remembered that I said that. Wow. You'd think, because there was a lot of guesses flying around that maybe I thought like, oh, I, I said it once, like maybe someone will find it and make a thing of it, but not really. But do you remember that I that I mentioned that? Yes, you did. And I just didn't think you were serious. I thought you probably right. said it to all your guests. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. I truly love the name. I've loved it since To Kill a Mockingbird days yeah. when I read. Is that, I think you said that that was the inspiration for you as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm exactly like you, actually. I've always loved the name Atticus. I think I thought it was a beautiful name and it, obviously a Harper Lee fan. But I, I later found out that there was a whole nation in ancient Greece of the Atticans. It was called Attica. And it was philosophers and poets. And, and I've always loved that derivation as well. But it, it's definitely not why I originally named called, right. called Atticus Atticus. Oh, I love that. I yeah. didn't know about that. I do know that my Atticus frequently gets called Attica by oh, cool. people. <laughs> well, yeah. I know, but I also think of the prison. Attica. Oh, I didn't so, even know. There yeah, was a I'm always there like, it's Atticus, truly. <laughs> Such a good name. You two, the two Atticuses will have to meet. I'm honestly, I was saying this before we started, but I think I'd be starstruck. I'm such a huge fan of him now. He's a special little man. I mean, he just looks like such a, an angel. He is. Yeah. And he's going to grow up on your poetry. And we Aww. even want to like frame different poems of yours to put in his room with the Atticus at the bottom because it's just so cool. Oh, I love that. So I want to hear about the writing process of the new book. I remember you saying with some of your other books you would write at cafes in Paris. That always stuck with me. Yeah. What was this process like? Because it's been three years since your last book. Yeah. Yeah, it has. And you know, I think Paris really defined those those first three books. Every book I'd go and rent a, a little attic and it'd be a tiny little apartment and I'd just write and do the whole kind of Parisian poet thing. And this one we were we were in lockdown for a lot of it. You know, we were we were not allowed to travel. And for me, I was with, you know, in this relationship and and I really kind of drew on that and got back to how I started writing poetry in the first place. And that was just like in my little writing room and and really drawing on inspiration using my imagination rather than walking around Paris talking about what I was looking at. Yeah. And did the poems seem to flow out of you or were there hard days with writer's block and that kind of thing? 
Yeah, you know, I get that question a lot, the writer's block question, like how to get past it. And I think it's something that, you know, all artists and, you know, particularly writers run into a lot. And yeah, I mean, I think I, I think I've got a good relationship with writer's block, as it were, and I don't try to force it anymore. You know, some days those words are going to come and some days they're not. And there's, mm-hmm. you know, little tricks I've I've learned that that can help move past that. And I'd be interested to ask you as well, like you're kind of like, do you find you're in flow and out of flow often? And how do you kind of beat that? Yes. <laughs> I want to know the tips that you have for yeah. us. And my answer to that question is definitely in flow, out of flow. Yeah. And I go through some serious times of being so in flow that I feel like I could write a whole book in yeah. one sitting. And then I go through long periods of time with major lack of inspiration. But what I'm working on now is trying to beat that resistance because I now see it. I've done a lot of work on myself lately in the creative realm. And I've been reading some different books like The Artist's Journey, The oh, Artist's yeah. Way. Amazing. And it's helpful to know it's not just me, mm-hmm. for example, that's so blocked for, I don't know, months, years sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think we can beat resistance by being disciplined. And discipline is like my least favorite word. I'm not structured. I'm not a routine person, but I've actually had to learn how to be. So I'm on a journey with that right now. (laughs) And I would love to hear what has worked for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you're kind of preaching to the choir there. Honestly, it's, you know, these moments of flow where you feel like you could write so many books all at once. And then you kind of hit this wall and you're like, nothing is inspiring. And I've found the same thing. Like, honestly, what you said is the discipline of just being like, and, and allowing that time and having the respect for the time. Even if it's five minutes, you get up and you write or just like commit to that creative moment for five minutes. And sometimes you'll find, you know, for me, I might not write, I might just write some terrible poems and, and it'll last five minutes. And I'm like, okay, I did it. And then other days I'll just, it'll start off bad and then I'll just keep, keep going and I'll write for hours. And, and I think it's just allowing yourself that time is, mm-hmm. is a big thing and having the, you know, use the word discipline and having the discipline to respect that creative process. And then, you know, other things that really work for me is like, if you're, if you always write in one place, change it up, go to a coffee shop, you know, go rent a cabin, you know, mm-hmm. for a night, just like go to the beach, go on a walk. Nature's been a huge inspiration for me travel and just like meeting new people having conversations it's 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 unbelievable what kind of unlocks your your creativity and it's it's often the things you don't expect and so it's just showing up and and kind of like going to those events or dinners that you might not usually go to and having those conversations that you might not normally do and it one of those things often for me at least inspires me I totally agree. Showing up is the hardest part. That's (laughs) been like the unlock for me recently. I've gotten more done with my writing in the last month than I have in probably two years because I'm committing to showing up. And I really learned through where I am in my life now with the baby and having more limited time around me, which can actually be a good thing rather Mm -hmm. than having all the free time in the world to sit and show up is the hardest part. And then, yeah, you might write and just do like a brain dump and it might not go anywhere, but then you will probably more than likely get into the flow. And that's 
what I've been realizing is I'm just blocking myself. I think that's what writer's block really yeah. is. Bukowski was asked this and, and he had a famous line that said, don't try. And, you know, I think get what you want from it. But I've always thought that it was like, don't show up to and just like try to write the best thing that's ever been written. Mm -hmm. You know, just just get in that get in that cycle of whatever it is, you know, writing every day and find the joy of it again and just like enjoy yourself and write to throw it away. But yes. um, that's usually when in my experience, the magic happens. I agree. Yeah. I know. That's what I've noticed when I don't try for real. And I just sit and write a blog post, which to me has no weight to it. It's like, yeah. I, I write them all the time. They could be long. They could be short. It could be amazing or it could not be like, there's no pressure. Yeah. It's easy for me. So easy. But when it's the book, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 I can't <laughs> do that. I am not prepared. There's nothing truly inspiring coming from me. But it's so true. Just don't try and don't try so hard. Just yeah. know that whatever is supposed to come through is going to come through. And it's okay to do bad writing, quote unquote. Like yeah. it doesn't have to see the light of day or maybe it's better than you think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that that's it, mm -hmm. it for me entirely. And by the way, I'm so imperfect about this. And so mm -hmm. don't think I'm I'm like completely disciplined and I, it's just a battle every day, right. but it, it definitely, these kind of things have helped me a lot. Totally. It's a battle every day. Yeah. That Stephen Pressfield book that I'm talking about, he does The Artist's Journey and yep. The War of Art. Huge fan. He, yeah. yeah. And he says, you battle yourself every day. Like yeah. you can beat the resistance one day, but then you wake up knowing that you're going to go through the same process the next day. And it's hard to hear in a way like, oh, there's no overcoming this for real. Yeah. But it's also not it's like i'm so happy to hear it because i realize there's no, i don't have a problem yeah i thought i had a problem with focus or i don't know it's hard to explain but i know you get it i think the mind of an artist you have to be a little mad a little crazy <laughs> oh, do yeah. you agree oh yeah because i feel crazy yeah. like i am not normal but i i love <laughs> that either. yeah and and i I'm don't wearing think a reflective mask you know, i know studio, i know a conversation you're in the right place <laughs> yeah. well i told you you look like an alien which i'm all about i know i was gonna say i mean i'm, I'm amongst friends you love yeah. aliens i look like an alien it's, exactly it's, <laughs> it's the way to be and i do think the more that I think about it, every great writer that I have so much respect for is a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I had a quote, I, I'll butcher it, but it was something like art is flying close enough to madness to burn your eyelashes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like I do that most yeah. days. Let's talk about my favorite plant-based protein brand that you have probably seen all over my Instagram because I've been using it in the kitchen every morning for myself, for Jonathan, for Atticus, and that is Wellgrove. When I first started looking for a plant-based protein, I found many of them had a very chalky texture or a funky taste, and that was many years ago because you guys know I am an OG when it comes to plant-based living and especially with making smoothies. And I have finally, after all these years, found the best tasting plant-based protein powder on earth, and I have to shout it from the rooftops, and that is Wellgrove. Wellgrove is a Californian wellness brand specializing in the ancient olive tree. Oh my gosh, I love the olive tree. By the way, that's a whole other story I have for you guys. 
Wellgrove's plant-based protein powder includes the unique addition of extra virgin olive oil powder, which gives it a creamy taste and it's not chalky at all. No other plant-based protein powder has extra virgin olive oil powder in it. So this is truly unique and something that you can only try with them. Not to mention you get 20 grams of premium quality pea protein per serving, which is amazing to help your muscles repair after a workout or a Pilates class or just a long walk around the block, which is what I've been doing. And Wellgrove's plant-based protein is suitable for vegans, contains no fillers, and is naturally sweetened with no artificial flavor. So of course it's TBB approved. Visit wellgrovehealth.com and use the code BALANCED at checkout for 20% off your Wellgrove plant-based protein and get a free protein shaker. That is code BALANCED for 20% off your Wellgrove essential greens and protein powder. Enjoy. Do you ever get afraid that you're going to go like too much into yeah. the madness? You don't want to over, you don't want to overcorrect for yeah. sure. But yeah, I mean, I th- I think, y- you know, you talk about it all the time and it, it, I mean, it's what this podcast is about is that finding that balance, but mm-hmm. like from that place of balance, you can go, you can go into the creativity and the madness more effectively and come back to somewhere that's solid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious about that. So when you go into that place and you're writing all these poems that are being put into your book and then you come up for air and you have dinner with your love or with your friends, is there an adjustment period for you going from that world? It's kind of a different world to this one. Yes, absolutely. The kind of creative madness flow world is very different, I would say, than the rest of my life. And this is another thing I'd be interested to ask you, but I find that my creativity and business kind of side are both equally important, but Mm -hmm. it's hard for them to overlap very much. And Mm -hmm. I find that if I'm writing in the morning and then I start answering emails or something, that I lose that madness. I lose that creativity. And it's hard for me to turn back and go back in. It's right side, left side brain stuff. Absolutely. I feel the same way as you. And I've tried to reason with that a lot lately, which is why, like you said, nature, Nature. renting a cabin, like sometimes that's, that is where the best writing is going to take place undisturbed. Yeah. But lately I've been truly tested because I have my Atticus, I have my baby and I am with him every day, even when I do have help. So I've had to learn to be more in both worlds and really practice what I preach with the balance which is hard for me. I'm called the balance blonde because I strive for balance, but I'm not necessarily good at it. It's not my fault. I'm very extreme. So yeah, today so, was one of those days. I, I got to ask as it relates to, to, to Atticus and, and, you know, just being a mom, is, is it hard to turn on that mom energy and uh, like go into business, go into creativity from that mom energy or do they blend easier? Or like, I'm, I'm just very yeah. interested to know. It's hard, but I think they blend more easily than I thought because Atticus inspires me more than anything has ever inspired me. So when I'm with him, I am writing. He brings me ideas and I feel them in his aura, in his energy. So being with him is so inspiring. But all the logistics around having a child are, are more like business logistics. That's hard for me. It's like finding the right nanny can be all consuming or planning anything with a baby, traveling with a baby. So as someone who mostly tries to live in the creative realm, 
that part has been hard. Yeah. Really hard. But Atticus himself, so (laughs) inspiring. But today, for example, I was coming here to do this. And this morning I had some other stuff I had to deal with, although I blocked out so much time to write this morning, but it didn't happen. And then I I had this thought around noon where I was just like, that was never going to happen today. I have Mm. to be in the world today. It's, Mm -hmm. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's really well said. I'm very excited because, you know, I am uh, engaged and and obviously children are on the horizon, but I'm so interested to know how children will change my poetry. That That's what I wanted to say. I know. I, yeah. I could see you writing a children's book. I would I love to do that. There's nope. always room for more children's books, especially from the heart and new things and, and poetry too. I definitely feel myself leaning more into those areas now that I have a child mm-hmm. because I so beautiful to see the world through someone so new and fresh through their eyes. And as an artist, I think you will just tap into that so much when you have kids. I'm, I'm very excited about everything you just said there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just seeing the, the world anew through someone else's vision is... Yeah. It, I think will be so powerful for an artist. I mean, it sounds like it. it is so, so powerful for you. I, it I'm is. Very, very excited about that. And the other part of it that I love, it unlocks memories for me from being a child and wow. a baby. Memories that are so long ago, so locked away. But seeing him experience things for the first time, I realized so did I and so did you and we all did and it actually does live within us somewhere I believe we can access those parts of ourselves so that's been cool because it's like this wonder and awe of life wow I can't wait I know I can't (laughs) wait for you you guys will have the cutest kids ever (laughs) ever oh wow we're excited yes so something else I wanted to talk to you about because we were talking about this in the lobby was astrology Oh, Everyone's yeah. going to want to know from this incredible poet, what is your sun sign? I am, I'm a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people will balk at that, I think. Mm-hmm. I often get judged and they're like, oh, it makes so much sense now. But um, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Scorpio. Scorpios have a reputation. Yes. You guys are, well, I know a lot of different styles of Scorpios, but you guys are intense. We're intense, yeah, mm-hmm. and it like I find I'm very true to the to the sign. I'm I uh, it's hard to become friends with people, but then once I'm friends, I'm like fiercely loyal forever. Right, like I'm just so loyal. Mm-hmm. Um, but you feel more guarded. Yeah, definitely guarded mm-hmm. to begin mm-hmm. with. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty pretty Scorpio Scorpio. I love it. Yeah. Do you know your rising and your moon signs? No, I don't. I should find these things out. Yeah. Do you yeah. know your birth time? No, no I, she's saying no. Yeah. My whole audience is laughing right now because I have this conversation every week. And then I'm like, well, do you know, well, we can look it up, but we'll have to figure it out and we'll look it up. I know. Can you help me go through it? I'm, I'll yeah. talk to my parents and find my birth time and you can help me. Whatever. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's those memes floating around the Internet, like send me your birth time, but I'm that person. So we're going to make it happen. Yeah. She's got to find I'm here for it. Yeah. yeah. I'm here for it. So speaking of astrology, what are your spiritual practices? Well, that's that's actually very interesting you mentioned it because I haven't I haven't told anyone this, but I was just last week invited to go and meet the Dalai Lama. Are you serious? Yeah, oh yeah. my god, that's huge. I'm I yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about it. Oh my talk about an inspiration. I know. 
Wow. And this is because of everything that you do with Atticus. With yeah, because oh, of Atticus. He's he's trying to meet creators, artists and and people with with followings and kind of in the hopes of like spreading his message in different ways. And I was just lucky enough to be invited as a as a poet. Wow. Yeah. And so I'm going in 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 two and a half weeks. What are you guys gonna do? Good question. I I mean, I think there's a lot of just the long like discussions and his community uh, and the monks around him, there's going to be a lot of kind of conversations with them and just about art and, and its role in the world and also just like spreading messages and spreading love. That's incredible. Yeah. I will be following along. I cannot wait to hear how that goes. Yeah, I'll be excited to, I'll, I'll send you some some photos and everything. I'm, yes, I'm please. feeling very, very humbled by it all, but you know. I'm sure he'll teach you a thing or two about yeah. meditation and gratitude. I mean, things that Seriously. are so simple yet so profound. Yeah, no, I absolutely. And I, I'm, I'm hoping I can turn some of his, his teachings into, into poetry. I mean, it's yeah. already poetry, but it, you know, just kind of different, my take on it. Yeah. Know. That could be an interesting book too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Co-written by Atticus <laughs> and the Dalai Lama. Yeah, that would be amazing. What I if? Mean, I mean, I don't know, you know, I, I'd be, Far too humbled, I feel like could be. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like anything's a possibility. Yeah. So do you have other spiritual practices as a part of your day? Do you meditate or yeah. really anything? Writing can also be a spiritual practice. It's interesting you you mentioned like the writer's way and the artist's way, because I, I, I've often had that kind of journaling practice. Meditation is something that I I strive for and I do imperfectly. And you know, I I'm always kind of being like, I need to do this more. But when I've got it in kind of a flow, it's it's terrific. I do lots of nature walks with a close friend who's like a guru of mine. And I'm a big stoic. So I read a lot of stoicism, a lot of philosophy. And I love the book, The Daily Stoic. Me too. You do? Yeah. Such a good book. I had Ryan Holiday on the podcast oh, at cool. one point and I'm, going, I'm supposed to be going on his podcast in a few weeks. Oh, well, yeah. that'll be an incredible episode. You yeah. guys will go into so many cool topics. And it's so stoic of you to not want the fame. That's so Marcus Aurelius. I oh. mean, they talk about how ego really is the enemy. I was I was listening to one of Ryan's podcasts recently. And he was talking about that, how the how Aurelius had someone whisper in his ear when he was in these parades that just like you two are mortal, kind of you two, wow. are, you two are mortal. And it's just to remind people, you mm -hmm. know, it's not about the fame. You're not a, you're not a, yeah. Right. You're yeah. Not, you're not above anybody. I love um, that so much. I didn't know you, you, uh, you read Stoicism as well. That's cool. Yeah. 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 Since the of last course. time I saw you, I've gotten into it. I, yeah. it maybe like two or three years ago, it really resonates with me and having a public platform to turn to those who have done this on grand scales and yeah. have so much wisdom I've learned so much, especially when it comes to dealing with negativity mm. and positivity. And what I learned from the Stoics is if you're too attached to the positivity that comes your way and the affirmations, then you're going to also be super affected by the negativity. Yeah. So to keep exactly what you said, we're just mortal. And in fact, it doesn't really have anything to do with us. There, yeah. Everything's a projection. Yeah. Stoicism is a, is a wonderful defense for for the world. I mm -hmm. think you know it is. And I'm like you. I'm some you know someone who who like when you get these nice messages, it's wonderful, 
And then you get one negative message and your kind of whole world falls apart. Yeah. You know, you just take, it's hard not to take so it personally. Hard. It's so hard. It's one of my daily work. Yeah. And I'm really getting there. I think I've been tested in many ways to yeah. get past that because that will add to the fear that will add to the writer's block and the resistance. Yeah. To, so just the detachment, just create for the sake of creating really. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was when I did decide to do it, this whole thing anonymously, it was, it was like an experiment to begin with. And I wanted to see that if I, you know, if I could separate that like person that I am and the, the work, I would hope that it would keep my work more vulnerable and more true. And I would, you know, wouldn't write to try to impress anybody because mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to impress anybody. Exactly. And that's, a, you know, definitely been an imperfect battle the whole time, mm -hmm. as I said before, but, but I think it helps. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So is it hard to keep your identity private? Yeah. We talked about this I mean, four years ago, but yeah. now is a whole new stage. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, for me, it's become more of, of like a symbol that I just, that I want to keep it separate. And, you know, I'm not too, too worried about it. You know, I'm here with you. It's like, obviously I, 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 I trust you, but you know, for me, it's, it's a symbol. It's a symbol of, of the kind of no fame is, could be the new fame, you know, it's like yeah. separate, make it about the words, keep it about the art. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it's like an, an experiment and yeah. I love else. that shift. Yeah. No fame is the new fame. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, the world is moving in a different direction anyway. So you yeah. could be starting a movement. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, fame, fame is a, is a really powerful tool as a, mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm sure, you know, more better than anyone. It's, it's, it's double-sided for sure, mm -hmm. but it can be a really powerful tool to, you know, spread your message and, and, and whatnot. But have you, have you heard the Bill Murray quote that if you want to become rich and famous, become rich first and see if you still want to be famous? No, I haven't. I've heard similar things, <laughs> but I love that. Yeah, I've always loved that I, I idea and not saying that wealth kind of solves problems, but I do think that sometimes, especially in this day and age, people go after fame for potentially the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. And if you're looking for fame to kind of fill some of the like, uh, you know, your missing pieces, I think it can be quite dangerous. And what you'll find is that it's actually a net, net negative rather right. than a net positive. And some people manage it really well, but some people don't like we're kind of empathic. Very empathic, <laughs> very highly sensitive. So it's, I think it's yes. tough for people like that ask, like, yeah, it that is. feel a lot. Yeah, that reminds me of the Jim Carrey quote, which is something along the lines of, I wish everyone could become famous. And I don't know if it's rich and famous or just famous to know that that's not what you want. I'm totally yeah. butchering the quote. Do you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I know it. Mm -hmm. I think I think that's it. It's yeah, like I, I mean, he's yeah. the vibe. I'm obsessed with him. Yeah. Talk about people who are really out there, but yeah. so talented and creative. Totally. I love him. I mean, he just seems so kind of progressive with mm -hmm. his thoughts and, and he's such an artist. He's such know? an artist in every way. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. So who are some of your favorite poets? Yeah, I think we talked a bit about this last time I was on, but I love Kerouac. I love the beat, mm -hmm. beat poets, you know, for his for his prose and his and his storytelling. But just the way he writes is such a he writes in such a melody. My, I mean, Margot will laugh at me, but I but I often um, put on his like his poetry 
to music at night and I'll like listen to it. He's got all Ooh. this like jazz piano and he That's him cool. reciting. Yeah. Actually look it up. O- October in the Railroad Earth. Cool. Um and I just think it's beautiful the way he the way he writes. I'm a Bukowski fan. I think he he wrote, writes so raw that when I was first starting out, he was the only person I felt that was really telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's he's super abrasive and I think as I've kind of come into more happier poetry, I read less Bukowski because he's just so raw, but you know, I'm, I love so many of the, the classics. I love Poe. I love Robert Frost. I love Sylvia Plath, mm-hmm. Emily Dickinson. Yeah. yeah. Any living poets? Good question. Eminem. Eminem all day. <laughs> Do you know that I'm a diehard Eminem fan? Are you really? Yeah. Oh my God. He is a poet. Yeah. I mean, he's he's like one of the, the great poets of our generation. Oh, What are some of your favorite songs? Oh God. I mean, I... I I grew up to to Eminem. I mean, Stan. I you know the the one Stan. I mean, yeah. where he talks about fame and 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 followers. But you know, there was it was just such storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What are your kind of favorite songs albums? Oh my God, I have so many. So when we were in college, the recovery album came out. Oh, I think in yeah. like two thousand eight, and that's my favorite album. I just love the vibe of the album. Uh-huh. Every song is my favorite on there. And then I love some of the classic Eminem songs like oh, yeah. Mockingbird, Going Through Changes, all of them. I love the Eminem disses, like when he's dissing somebody else. I mean, people, you know, they laugh when they find this out about me, but <laughs> it's he's so creative and I just love I him. I love this, by the way. I know. It just Isn't makes it amazing? So happy. Yeah. Same. And my husband is like the most diehard. So yeah. I thought I knew everything about Eminem, but oh, I know nothing compared to him. And yeah, talk about someone who has an alter ego. Yeah. Eminem. Seriously. Slim Shady. But it, it's funny that you said, uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Alter ego, Slim Shady. It's funny you say the kind of diss tracks and things because I, I agree with you. I think that's where he gets the most creative and it's yeah. most like poetry. And you're just like, how did you tie all that together? It's genius. Yeah. And he can write it in like one sitting in yeah. like a day in response to someone else's diss of him. It's like so impressive. Yeah, yeah. As it is. Yeah. Yeah. I would kill to see him live. I never have. Oh, me neither, actually. Wow. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to it's hard to find him. He doesn't tour really, but Yeah, that's true. You, he's, it's you, possible. You and Margo will be just like you know, lip syncing every single every or, song. <laughs> oh along. that would be the best. <laughs> so we're gonna make that happen. All we're right, gonna find out how we can see him. Yeah. That so, makes me very happy. Me too. Yeah, he's a great poet of our time. Wow. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little more about your most recent book. Ooh, yes. LVOE is, is, you know, I, I touched on it before, but it, it's kind of like a happier journey. And, you know, I don't think poetry needs to be sad. I think it can be kind of uplifting. And I think that it, it can still be true and real and raw, but it, it's kind of like a more honest look inwards. And it's about just, just being in love. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what that means and all the imperfections and, but it's, it's still beautiful. And this time I wanted to do something really different than the first three books. And so the first three are like largely photography and with the poetry to kind of bring the words alive. And this one, I got my favorite tattoo artist, Daniel Winter, who 
people oh, know I him totally as Winterstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To create all the art from the book, and they're all tattoos. They're actual tattoos. No way. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing, especially because I know so many of your fans have gotten tattoos of your words. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I um. I don't know how that happened, by the way, but yeah, people just started getting them tattooed and then a lot Why of people Why not? Did. Yeah. I mean, you have some iconic phrases slash poems oh. <laughs> that you. make the perfect tattoos. Thank you so much. Is there like a poem, like a short poem from this book that you could tell us right now? That's a great question. I am so bad at reciting my own poetry. I was off. wondering. I'm, so, I'm just so no, bad No, I it. get it. It's yeah. a, like we said, it's a different realm. So. Yeah. Some people have all of their work memorized, but that yeah. would be tough. Yeah. I mean, one of your iconic ones that I think everyone would know is Love Her But Leave Her Wild. So it's funny you should say that because there is, I wrote the long version of it, the original mm -hmm. long version, which is kind of a, a fairy tale story called Love Her But Leave Her Wild. And that's where that came from. And this is in this book. It's the very last poem in the book. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's, oh my God. It's long. It's like, you know, four pages long for me. Yeah. Uh, four pages long. And it's kind of tells this little boy's journey of, of catching a fairy. God. Yeah. And that's you where I love her, but leave her. Wow. Wow. A children's book. <laughs> I know. You, you really need to. That sounds like a good story uh, in and of itself. Uh, if I do it, I'm going to give you credit because it's, you know, you Please. said it and I was like, damn, I should. I know it. you can dedicate books. it to Atticus. My yes, Atticus. Totally. My little man Atticus Story, by the way. He had to have the most literary name. His middle name is Story. That's amazing. Is mm -hmm. it really? Yeah. Oh my God, I'm obsessed. Atticus Story. I almost changed it like many times in the process of yeah. naming him, but no, I, it had cool. to be literary. It had to be that. So that's, Atticus Story. I'm telling you, if I meet Atticus Story, I'm going to be starstruck. It's I know. going to be like when meeting Eminem. Meet yes. We will all do something <laughs> and you will love him. Oh, I'm obsessed. He's like, yeah, I could go on and on. He's, he's starting to talk. He's oh, next wow. level. I mean, those pictures you were showing me right before we got going were the best. Yeah. <laughs> His I know. little smile. The smile. He's so happy. Yeah. So, as a final question for yeah. now, I would love to know your advice to aspiring poets. Oh, that's um, that's a great question, and and I I get asked that, I get asked that a lot. It's probably one of the most common things. It's like you know I'm, I'm a writer. I want to be a writer. How do you get going? You know, I have different advice. I, I would say the most important thing to do is to just write a lot, and just to start, and not not worry too much about you know what your voice is and what your image is or like who who you're going to show up as as a poet in the world, but just write the truth. And I think it was Oscar Wilde that said that if you don't know what to write, write the truth, mm -hmm. right? Start with something true. I'm probably butchering who it was, but I love that. You know, when I, when I, when I'm struggling to write something, just write something that's true. Yeah. What do you see? You know? So I would say that and, you know, don't have, don't be scared. You know, if you want to do it anonymously, do it anonymously and don't, whatever you do, don't worry about what other people think. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. And do you think starting on Instagram is a good place for people? Yeah, absolutely. There's, I think Instagram is, is great. And I, I've seen a lot of people have a lot of success on Twitter and, you know, I, I've loved seeing how it's now come up on TikTok. They're yeah. kind of, yeah. It's Are like, you on TikTok? I am on TikTok. Oh, I have to go follow yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. But I love the creativity that, that 
poets are finding on on TikTok because they're kind of combining lyrics and you know poetry and mm -hmm. video, and it's so so beautiful. It's kind of bringing bringing the words alive in a different way, and so I'm looking how to kind of like you know create what is Atticus on on TikTok, but it's such a it's such a place of creativity that I really think there could be a lot of fun on there. Yeah, yeah. I'm having a lot of fun on there. Yeah, are you? So it's a yeah. whole yeah. different vibe. <laughs> it's fun. It's not very curated. It's yeah, it's cool. And yeah, I agree with you to come up with kind of how you want to present yourself on there and your brand is a whole is fun. It's a yeah. whole different way of thinking about things. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, it's kind of like, it seems like a sandbox. You're just experimenting and having yeah, having fun. And exactly. Getting... And you have no idea what will go viral, but yeah. like the most random things do. <laughs> and then the things that you think will absolutely don't get any views. But I kind of love that it's just this weird little algorithm, or I guess some people have studied it. They know how it works. But yeah. yeah, it's a wild west out there. It's the wild west. It sure is. Yeah. And that's great. You know, it's like it makes people keep on yeah. reinventing. It gets people being creative. I think you so know? too. Yeah. I love it. Well, this was amazing. This was amazing. Thank you so much for coming back on. Thank this you. was just so much fun. And I got to see someone who I haven't seen in a long time, your beautiful fiance. And this is just so special. Oh, it's so nice to be back. And I can't wait to go to Eminem. I know. Same. Let's <laughs> just let's just like make that happen. Yeah. We're gonna find out the next show. We're gonna let's be there. <laughs> Tell everybody where they can find you. I'm on Instagram, Atticus Poetry. That pretty much brings you everywhere. Same same with TikTok, same with Facebook, same with everywhere. Yeah. And oh, then cool. the book's called Love, L V O E. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much, Atticus. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Come say hi on Instagram at The Balance Blonde and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your rating and review for a free Soul on Fire yoga ebook. See you next Wednesday. Love you guys. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.